This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So there might be some antitrust stuff if they do, but... Exactly. They can't take that away. Can you be the best of the rest if the Pac-12 and the Mid and the Mountain West merge, bro? You have the investment level? Like, what happens there? Is that still an automatic qualifier? That's an interesting question. If the Pac-12 and Mountain West merge, they lose that? Because that would hurt you, right? Because that your whole thing right now is like, okay, we're all we got to do is be better than the Mountain West, Right. Well, bro, did you and Ryan have dinner, or y'all were on the private jet? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying I mean, to like map out this new world. Now you're telling me we can't be the best thing outside the group of five. Well, what if the group of five now includes Oregon State? Well, outside the Power Five, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I'm best saying group of five. What if the group of five now includes San Diego State, Oregon State, all the all the teams from the Pac-12 that don't go, right? Like it gets a little harder then in that in that. Uh, but as you said, there's not much difference in what they're going to be getting. Yeah, I mean it's true. Much, you know. Endowments are one thing, right? But in terms of what they're getting, in terms of media rights deal, ain't gonna be much different. There's not a ton of teams. There's not a ton to keep them the power, the the, the more powerful over you. When those, if it gets as bad as you say, it's gonna get in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You're you're you certainly have the investment level on one side of it. I feel like enough of one on the football side of it too. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean the only the only are. team that wouldn't go to a pow- a power league from the Pac-12 that would probably be better than you year in and year out at this moment would be Oregon State. And they may go, I don't know. They they, they could they very well could. I have no clue. Um but yeah, then you're starting you're talking about Stanford, Cal, Washington State, you know what I mean? You can you can be better than you can be better than those teams. I think, I believe. I mean, Cal was four and eight last year. Stanford was three and nine. They just uh, moved on from David Shaw. So it's got a DM says ambassadors don't give a damn anymore about football. LOL. Well, is I that mean, a true statement, John? I don't think that's. I I don't know if that's true specifically. Like I think they, but I don't think that's good for you. You used to say it's fatigue. Big Twelve not getting in fatigue that started. That. I think you need like what you personally what you want. You need them to care. If they're ambivalent about it, then no change will ever come. Right. That's and that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Like bad just, for your brain. The status quo will stay the same. Oh. If that if, if it doesn't right. get better, you know. So you you you're the one that needs to get on. I your hate that job. for proud former Tigers like Calvin Austin and Gabe Coon. Well, I do. We haven't. The season hasn't happened yet, man. Damn. I can't. This, there is. Oh, I'm gonna be watching every. Quarter. Oh, I'm nervous, dude. Every I mean, minute, I'm gonna make sure we do a segment on it's Memphis a, Tiger football that you'd like not to talk about. It's a well. It's this a, man just said it out loud. I'd rather not. 
He, well, just because it's, so, it's so cringy to do with you. you. Yeah, man. me saying they should be good. <laughs> That's <laughs> real cringy. It's just like, how does that make you so uncomfortable? No, be no, saying because, that should be better because I can't, I cannot bring to you the change in which you seek. I cannot, I cannot do it. You know, you mo- we move the masses with Tubby. That's my point. Again, you, it, it's not like you could just be there and and you have to stay there. Yeah, you can convince ambassadors that it is worth it. It is worth moving on from to try to get out of the status quo because this, you can be what you were. Well, you can be the jump off for the next. Uh, for uh, like we've said, hot defense coordinator, offense coordinator, whatever he is, that sees this as a conference he can dominate. Yeah. Move on like Norville, like Fuente before him. Well, I, I can we wait until this season is over though? Like, cause I I just have a like I don't know if I'm there yet. Like, let's see if a step gets taken or doesn't in this year. And if it doesn't, then I think we're having a real a real conversation. See, okay, here's the difference. It's a stove. If you want to cook some, what do you do? Turn it up. Your stove is cold. My stove is... is no, you're, it ain't on. I turned it up. I'm you, ready to cook. No. I'm turning the heat up you because it's time. It's a to stove. Burn the house I'm ready down. to cook. You want to burn I, the house I'm down. ready to cook. Want to see it succeed? Yes. To bake the cake? Save it out? Whatever. No. Analogy. Cake. You got to turn the damn thing There is no cake. On. You have to turn it on. John. You have You haven't even turned it on. The, you haven't even turned it on the burner alarm on. fire. We, I mean, the, the 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 smoke, the plumes are coming out of the chimney and the windows right now with you, you know. Dude, you couldn't even get Calvin to say a good thing about what's going on over there. I'm not saying that. I'm I am not defending the the Memphis football program where it is right now relative to where it was when Ryan Silverfield got the job. I'm just. I think the question becomes: Is it bad enough to fire Ryan Silverfield? Is it so bad? Is it embarrassing? Are you embarrassed by it? Because Tubby was embarrassing. Did you hear me tell Paul Feinbaum being picked fourth in the AAC is embarrassing? <laughs> well, I guess I missed that. So you are embarrassed. What if they finish second? What if they finish second? What if they I'd overachieved? They'd be doing better than what they've done. You wouldn't be at embarrassed. At this point, John, they've underachieved. He was picked fifth. He finished eighth what last are you, year. What are you cooking on the stove, if I can ask? What are you, what, what are you hoping to cook? What kind, what kind of presentation are we working with? We're just going to burn the silver. We're gonna, melt, we're gonna melt it down, and we're gonna see what it looks like once it's done. Once you put this heat on it, you you're because <laughs> y'all ain't put enough heat on the silver. You're out of control. No, I'm not. <laughs> you guys are you are ridiculous with how you've changed. You used to question people we'd have on about their takes on Memphis football if they were too soft. I remember that. Now it's you. Now I'm the one who's soft because the, these ambassadors. I believe you talk to them, but you let their little attitude. About this, well, they make and how we love him because he plays cornhole with us. He takes us out and wines and dines us. Yeah, you you've made the product not matter anymore. Well, I would the product say should always matter. I would say let's should always. I would say this is the year. If a step is taken, then we can revisit it. If it's not, we can revisit it. Well, uh, we know we're gonna revisit it week week after you're, week. You're gonna be sitting there in the, the season. Your water ain't even boiling. Yeah, what's the? Because uh, you never turn the damn thing on. Yeah, have to turn the stove on. I mean, this we're gonna have to come up with a name for the uh, weekly game recap for the Tigers here on this show. It will be critical. You know, <laughs> I will be watching with a critical eye. We gotta come. I'm watching attendance. I'm watching concession sales. I'm watching it all this year. What's that? Because uh, I because I know I got to do it for us. Right. That's right. I got to do it for this show, don't I? Exactly right. Because yeah. you out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring him back. Extend him. 
<laughs> you love him so much, extend him. Yeah, this is uh, this is a hey, this is an accountability it's show, isn't it? Not personal, right? It's no, it's business. definitely not personal. It's about the program. Yes, about being friendly. Yeah, y'all taught taught me that with Josh. That's right. I had to learn the hard way. And you and and now you are uh, over correct. Sick of it. Uh, anyway, uh, this is what no movement in conference realignment brings about. It just brings about uh, nothing but, you know, hostility and uh, heightened accountability for those who are left behind. There is just uh, no doubt about it. When we come back, uh, the Manchurian candidate, we will have some scenes from, uh, we will keep the uh, intensity going with the Manchurian candidate. And then Joe Theismann will join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn FM, ESPN. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports, now open with better odds and favorable prices. With Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. going to join us at 125 get into the NFL with him everybody's uh, everybody's involved everybody's in training camp man everybody's uh fully reported and uh we are you know I know we will do this every day as we get closer but I mean we will have a preseason game on Thursday real action you know I don't know how much uh I don't know how much you know we'll see right I mean it seems unlikely that Aaron Rodgers will play but be nice. Be nice to at least see a couple series, right? Maybe, uh, maybe the dust up with Sean Payton will pr- provoke him to uh, to play a series or two of the Hall of Fame game. Although, I certainly, uh, I certainly do doubt it. But we'll get into uh, look. Washington is they've got uh, new ownership, you know, and I, the only thing they don't really have, I mean, they have Chase Young there on the defensive end, on the defensive line. They've got when Antonio Gibson in the backfield, right? When he's playing, um, you know, they have some pieces. Terry McLaurin is a receiver. You know, uh, it's not uh, it's not all bad. It doesn't have to be the worst ever. But um, you know, I, I do think you have an interesting dynamic there with Bienemy and Rivera. Like, I think Bienemy took that job for me, me personally. I think he took that job knowing that it was shaky, and that if there was a you know a midseason firing, he would that would be his best path to you know getting a head coaching job and becoming interim and, and earning the job. Whether that happens, I don't know. Yeah, what kind of dynamic that creates between you and the head coach that's and Ron saying, Rivera, yeah. whether he ever really trusts you. Right, exactly. So I think that that sort of hangs over everything right here uh in uh in this uh situation. So we'll get into all of that with uh with Joe Theismann uh at 125, but really quickly before we do just to revisit Memphis basketball, they are getting ready to head off. They've posted some um some gear that they've that they've got, it may end up on the players' trunk from Punta. Their their Punta Cana gear. It's like custom made. You know, the players' trunk is uh, it's it's actually pretty nifty. You can buy like player 
uh, player-owned-slash-worn gear like uh, that they get from the team, you know? They can sell it and get, you know, NIL for it or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, like – Wasn't aware of that. Javon Quinterly's got a bunch of Villanova and Alabama stuff that he's put up there. Uh, Keontae Kennedy put up his Memphis basketball jacket from a year ago for like 80 bucks. It's nice, though. It's only it's like it's like team exclusive. That's the thing. It's like if you want to own some team exclusive gear, this is your best way to do it. So huh. I assume we'll see some Punta Cana Tiger basketball Dominican Republic gear up when somebody – like well, there'll, there'll be a bunch of transfers. It's actually a brilliant way to make a little money if you transfer, right? It's what Keontae Kennedy's doing with a cow. So he's just going to give up his Memphis Tiger gear that he's never going to wear again. Javon Quinley, same thing. Huh. I like that. Yeah. It's a good I idea. I realized that was a thing, yeah. And I That's don't, a great idea. And I don't know exactly, um, you know, I don't know exactly what uh, it will uh, mean, you know, uh, how much, like, you know, a guy gets. Like, does he get 75% and the, the, the site gets 20 I don't know. I have that. I don't know. But... Uh, but it's like that's I I would buy you know Punta Cana Dominican Republic Tiger basketball trip shirt I'm not going but I you know I'd buy it I think the jacket Keontae Kennedy put up was like eighty bucks what could you put your AAC title ring on there Yeah are there limits You can put anything Yeah I think anything that's I mean I think so. that you used to get in trouble for selling Yeah, yeah. all that's now up Yeah let me go to it yeah, I mean a, a AAC title ring or something that you know some like, tri- a, like that a Keontae might be willing to give up because yeah you can charge more from eighty dollars for that one I would think Although yeah I, mean, I would hope you would not I mean you've only won one of those. Right, you would keep that, hopefully, right or no? I guess you would. That one probably a little bit more. It's got the sentimental value, I guess, but it's the same thing. It's it's your past. It's the same thing as the warm up jacket, essentially. Yeah, like there's a lot on here. You could get a. It's all Keontae Kennedy. <laughs> so his stuff's what. Tell me what all from Keontae we can get. Keontae Kennedy compression shirt. Keontae Kennedy T-shirt. Uh, I want I want your AAC title ring, Keontae. AAC see. tournament title. Uh, Keontae Kennedy exclusive basketball shorts sold out. Sweatshirt with rare penny hard. A lot of it's sold out, unfortunately. But you know that's the uh, that's the thing is like you keep looking and they can go where and get this, John. You might have already said it, but that's playerstrunk.com. There you go. Yeah, I but, had no idea that existed. I knew they had the gear and the sweaters and the stuff off the nine hundred one fun thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize this was already happening. Yeah, like it's actually, cool. it's it's something that uh, you know I would definitely like look into as like i because like when am i going to get a chance to get you know a one cent like they don't sell that they don't sell one cent memphis basketball stuff you know um i think this particular company was on the shark tank as well the players trunk but it's you know if you're a fan of you know if you're if you're listening you're a fan of tennessee you're a fan of alabama you're a fan of you know whoever should have been on that one us you can uh you can get on there and i mean like they're they're more expensive but they're not like much different than uh, what you would pay, you know, for a new one, and this is like more exclusive. So like a, he's got a Memphis basketball shirt on here, the thirty-five bucks, which is what you would pay, you know, anywhere else, honestly. So uh, anyway, that's the uh, that's the latest uh, on Memphis basketball. They're getting ready to go to the Dominican, and they got some games coming up this week that we will be paying close close attention to, as close uh, attention as we can. We won't have. Streaming or video or anything like that live, but we ought to have something to say Thursday though. Coming off that uh, yeah. six thirty Wednesday, I think. Yeah, it is. I mean that we'll ha- we'll know what happens, right? Yeah. Parts down there because that's the game. That, at least if you're gonna draw anything out of them, exactly. you think you could draw a little something from. Exactly. So anyway, uh, it should be a busy week for Memphis and Penny Hardaway. Joe Theismann's gonna join us on the other side. We'll talk to him, get his thoughts uh, on the NFL, on the Commanders, uh, the Cowboys, what kind of season they could have. 
Aaron Rodgers' new fit there in New York as the Jets are getting ready to play in the Hall of Fame game. We'll do all of that and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn FM, ESPN. Joe Theismann is a Super Bowl champion, an NFL MVP, and a Memphian. He joins us now. Joe, how's it going, man? Always good to catch up. You two guys going very well. Thank you. A little warm, but hey. It's summer. What can we say? That's right. So a lot has uh, has changed since we last uh, caught up, including ownership there in Washington. Um, I know, obviously, you, you were always on the playing side, but and, and so you're sort of focused on controlling what you can control as a player. But now as somebody that's you know been on media side and as a player, how much of a different energy can a new ownership group bring to an NFL franchise? Well, I, I think that um, over the last three or four years, there's been so many, let's call them distractions, conversations, articles about what transpired off the field. Uh, it affects everybody. Um, the team hasn't won, which is a big, has a big effect on everything. And there's been a lot of conversation in a negative way regarding the football team. Now everybody gets to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's the football field. They put in a 2,500-seat sort of like little mini stadium at the practice field. Uh, when you walk out onto the practice field, I was there last week, there's, a, there's an energy that, that I haven't felt ever, really, to be honest with you, because there wasn't anything there. But now it's, it's almost like every time the guys come out to practice, it's almost like you're getting ready for a game. And they play with that. And, they, you know, that's psychologically a very positive thing. So um, the things that happened off the field uh, are behind them. Now they get to focus solely on football. How good can they be this season? We realize it's not just a, a transition in terms of uh, changing ownership groups, but you're trying to get it back to your point to be a, a winning outfit again in a division that says uh, you can put up there right, and certainly in the NFC right there among the best. Um, yeah. What can they do this year if Sam Howell's the quarterback? Well, you know, it's funny. Last year, everybody thought it was the worst division in football. Three of the four teams <laughs> made the playoffs. Actually, Washington probably could have had an official not made a mistake. Um, so that's water under the bridge, I guess you could say. Now everybody looks at this division and says Philly looks strong. Dallas, you know, he's got a lot to prove. Uh, New York. Got a lot still more to prove. Washington, it all revolves around Sam and how quickly he can assimilate Eric the Enemy's offense. I think our defense is going to be a, a, a top three, top four defense like it was a year ago. Uh, offensively, that's going to be the question. Uh, what are they going to be able to do with Sam? How is he going to play? I can't tell you how many times I've been asked, tell me about Sam Howell. I said, I'd love to. But there's one game. There's no book on him. Yep. We he passes the eye test. Yeah, he looks good. He throws the ball well. He's smart. But what's it look like in a game scenario? And that's – I think we're not going to know what Sam Howell is until we get to the end of September. Um, obviously, around uh, around the league, Joe, we have some QBs who have some new digs, uh, most notably Aaron Rodgers there uh, with the New York Jets. Is this? Do you think this is, is closer to – you know, what we saw with Tom going to Tampa Bay and that he goes to a new system and a new staff, but is his usual great self? Do you expect some bumpiness? Like, what's just your expectation for Aaron coming into this season? My expectations are very high. 
I think of Matthew going to uh, Los Angeles. I think of mm. Peyton going to Denver. I think of Tom going to Tampa Bay. Um, there's a couple things that are very appealing that make me feel that way with the Jets. First of all, it's a darn good defensive football team. They started, I think, 6-2 and two last year and finished horribly. But um, So that's number one. You've got the foundation of a good defense. And if you look at the three teams that I just mentioned, Tampa's defense was great when Tom went there. Denver's defense was terrific. And also were the Rams. When the, when the guys changed teams, that was the one thing that everybody looked at. This is a little bit different because in Aaron's case, Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator. Nathaniel was with Aaron up in Green Bay. So Aaron knows the offense. He didn't have to spend the offseason learning terminology, learning new terminology, learning a new offense. He could transition in not just as the quarterback, but basically a coach on the field. Plus they brought guys in that he's familiar with from Green Bay. So he's surrounded by guys that he's known. He's got an offensive coordinator that he knows and knows him. And so to me, I think it's a very positive, positive element to, to, for the Jets. But then again, you know, you've got Buffalo, you've got Miami, you've got New England in the division. And don't, don't ever count out Bill Belichick. This is, a big, this is a big year for Mac Jones. This is, it's an interesting year from the quarterback perspective. You know, Carolina, you have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud down in Houston, uh, Richardson in Indianapolis. They're the three young kids. Then you got Aaron going to New York. What's going to happen out in Denver with Russell Wilson? Will he bounce back from really what was a, a very, very bad year? Can Geno Smith continue to stay on the run in Seattle? Will Josh Allen, you know, improve his protection of the ball down around the goal line, give them more of a chance to win? Can Tua stay healthy? I mean, you just go down the list of teams. Oh, and oh, geez, forgive me. I didn't mention Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Better mention him. I don't, yeah. don't know how I left him out. But, you know, can Patrick be Patrick? Or, you know, what's going to happen to that football team? Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Daniel Jones, can he do the same thing he did a year ago? Of course, we have Sam in Washington. So, I mean, Justin Fields uh, in Chicago. The list goes on and on and on of questions with people that are very athletic and look like they can play the position. question is, can they? Um. You mentioned Belichick. We know he's a genius. I do question in terms of, we brought this up earlier this week, when it comes to Mac Jones, you brought him up. Have they done everything possible, everything they need to, to develop him, to put him in a, 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 the best situation possible in terms of you look at those receivers. You know, they, I know they flirted with DeAndre, but you've got Devontae Parker, who's you know, is okay when he's not injured. You got Juju Smith-Schuster, and you look around, well, Philly went and got A.J. Brown. The Bears, at least they're trying the same thing with Fields and going and getting D.J. Moore. Has Belichick done yeah. enough for Mac Jones to even, you know, to, to see if he's the guy? I think I think he has. A change coordinators, I think, is going to help. Yeah. Um, um, and and this, this is a huge year for Mac. Mm-hmm. You know, can you play or can't you play? Can you do the things that we need you to do to give us a chance to win? That's the big thing. Don't make the big mistakes in the red zone. Protect the football. Be smart. And that's really the whole thing. Manage the game well. You've you to you got to believe New England's defense can be pretty darn good. They always are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, you know, can you run the football effectively? Yeah. Can you can control down and distances effectively? You know, this, this is, for Mac, I think it's a question of managing. 
there won't be that much of a difference as far as knowing the offense goes. He'll know what he needs to do. But now it's time to perform. There's no, you know, well, you haven't seen this before, and this is new to you. It's a little bit, in Sam Howell's case, just going back to Washington for a second, there's a lot of things he's never seen. Mm -hmm. And probably one of the best signings in football this year was Jacoby Brissett going to the commanders because you have someone who's been in multiple systems who's won, played pretty good football for you. So, and you look at the you look at the players on Washington's offense. Terry McLaurin, you know, Pro Bowler. Yep. John Dotson, special. Curtis Samuel got all kinds of speed. You know, he's like he's he's that Swiss Army knife that can do a lot of different things. Logan Thomas at the tight end position with Eric Bieniemy coming in. We've seen what Travis Kelsey is like in Kansas City, a beast. And defensively, they were third ranked defense in football. So, and two young running backs. Antonio Gibson's still there. Wants a bigger role in the passing game. How many footballs can you spread around? That's the big question. It is. Now, I, I want to follow up real quick on, on Bill there, Joe, because they had a chance to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. And, and, and we're having this conversation about quarterback development. You look around the league, you know, with the Raiders when they had a quarterback who was sort of on trial, they brought in Devontae Adams. Jalen Hurts sort of in that, you know, is he or isn't he, they bring in A.J. Brown. You know, you look around the league and guys who are, you know, you're trying to figure out about, in most cases, organizations do bring in that piece. Bill really has never done that for Mac. He's been resistant to bring in that big star. Is that just because of his years with Tom and Tom having, you know, made the most out of whatever he has, or, or is there something else going on here? Well, you, in, in New England, you, you know, it's, you're hard-pressed to name three receivers in New England. Absolutely. Other, than, the way other, than, slot, other than slot receivers and Randy Moss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julian Edelman, you know, Welker. Yep. You know, but, but name you can't name them. It's not what they do as an offense. It hasn't been what they've done as an offense. So that, to me, is not that big a concern. You know, Devontae was going to go uh, to Los Angeles or to, to Las Vegas. You know, he and Derek Carr united. It's going to be an impact thing. Well, he's not there now. It, you know, to me, to go out and bring in a wide receiver. Now, Antonio Brown's, or I should say, uh, Brown's a different case uh, in Philadelphia. Right. But early on, but then as the playoffs went on, you know, you saw him be unhappy with two or three targets, four or five targets. You know, we've seen, we've seen you know, um, up in Buffalo, you know, guys, you know, if you don't, if you don't get them the ball, they get a little sideways. Uh, I just don't think bringing in a wide receiver is going to be that impactful for the New England Patriots. I think they have other areas where they can take advantage of, of offense. But when it comes to you know when it comes to receivers around the league, you know, how many guys are going to make it a splash? I mean, they're great receivers, but when you really break down the passing game, if you're going to throw 40 passes a game. And, and, like, you, you've got four really good receivers. How many targets is that one guy going to get? Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is, is if the defense knows that that guy's good, they're going to make sure that you don't get him the ball. So then he's going to be unhappy. You have to start to get creative to appease him, and that gets you away from what you want to do as a coordinator. So, you know, there's, it's like a domino effect uh, to me. I, I just – I've never, you know, I've never understood giving up two number ones for wide receivers or the economics. I would pay running backs more money than I would pay wide receivers. And the running backs get no love whatsoever. Yeah, it's gone the opposite way there. 
I'm, I'm curious, as we head into this 2023 season, we should probably do this with you every year. The Joe Theismann ranking of top three quarterbacks in the NFL and who's on that list. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can tell you that. Um, Joe Burrow, too? Gosh. I'm guessing. Is Joe, Joe two? Joe, Joe, Aaron's probably two. Joe's probably three. Okay. That, that's, that's sort of the way I look at it. But now, you know, Joe has the calf issue. That's true. And I think, I think from what I heard, he might have strained it a little bit before he really heard it because he was wearing a sleeve on it in practice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it was an aggravation of something that they say might have happened the day before. But, and everybody, you know, it's funny. Everybody keeps talking about, you know, his contract. They look at Justin Herbert's contract and look at these contracts these guys are getting and, and you're putting Joe at risk with his contract. I don't even think about the money part of it. He's going to get his $250 million or whatever the number's going to be. You just want him healthy enough to be able to lead your football team because he's a special talent. Yeah. And, and you talk about a receiving core. Cincinnati's Oof. pretty loaded for bear in that position. Um, I asked you that to sort of get into this, too. And I imagine I kind of know the answers based on what you're saying about wide receivers right now. And it sounds like the prima donna and some of them are. But we saw earlier not, this not, off. No, no, not, not yeah. prima donnas. It's just that it, it's hard to fit them into an offense unless you specifically design sure. stuff for them, which takes you out of your flow. That's what I'm saying. Makes sense. Would you have had any issue with a, a teammate like Justin Jefferson, who you'd thrown the ball to 500 times over the last three years, would you have had any problem when he's asked, who are your top five QBs in the league, and he doesn't name you? The guy that's helped him get where he got to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you, you, you know. Hey, maybe I don't throw you the ball on Sunday as much. But, but would you have had any issue with that in the locker room if, uh, if you're not on Justin Jefferson's list and you're the guy that's helped him get there? I would have liked to. I would like to understand why. Would I've had an issue with it? Um, you would have liked to thought that you know he hasn't played with anybody else. Exactly. But the problem is, is they have. Where have they gotten to? Yeah, I think I, he's 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 not necessarily just looking at the position, but he's looking at okay, who's got the rings? Mm-hmm. Who who's got who's gotten their team to the championship game? Who's gotten their team to the Super Bowl? I think Kirk is as solid a quarterback as you're going to find in the league, and he'll probably get another forty-five million dollars for the next three years, like he has, because the position of quarterback in the National Football League doesn't have a lot. There aren't a lot. There are not a lot of guys that are going to give you a chance to get to the next level. I think, you know, in, in Kirk's perception this year is a very big year. How, how has he been received and can he get to the next level? We saw this with Matt, uh, with, uh, Matt Ryan down in Atlanta. Mm. Well, you know, he'd win a lot of games. He had a, you know, good numbers and all that kind of stuff, but he couldn't get to the next level. Then all of a sudden he goes to the Super Bowl and the conversation ends. I, I think Kevin O'Connell's a terrific coordinator. Last year was his first year. He basically knows what he has there. I know they've you know moved Delvin on, uh, but you know I think it's I think it's an important year for Kirk to be able to do what they brought him in to do, and that's get him to the promised land. Yeah. You know, get him. At, you know, to them it's like the NFC Championship game is important, but again. You know, Green Bay's in a transition. San Francisco's in a transition. When you look around the league, you've got a lot of young quarterbacks that we're not, we're not sure of. 
it's very true. We're talking to Joe Theismann, uh, Super Bowl champ, former NFL MVP. One of those quarterbacks that we are not unsure of is, as you mentioned, uh, the number one in the Joe Theismann power rankings, and I assume there's a pretty good gap, is Patrick Mahomes. How real is he, or do you think he will come to, and I know there's a lot that goes into it, but but coming close to catching Tom in championships, is that a conversation that's too early to be having had? Like, Oh, it, yeah. It's too early. Way too early. Way, you know, the question, how much longer is Andy Reid going to coach? Mm-hmm. Is, Andy, is Andy Reid going to coach? Let, let's, say, let's, let's, let's say Kansas City doesn't make it to a Super Bowl this year. It'll be the first time in four years. But let's say that, let's say that he wins three. He's still looking at four more. Yeah. You're, you're, still, you're still looking down the road. I think what Tom has done, I would find very hard for anybody to eclipse. Although you go back in history of football, Otto Graham has nine championships. Tom has seven. Um, you know, how long is the coaching staff together? If, if Patrick moves towards that number, that would be five Super Bowls. What do those teams look like? Mm-hmm. Who will be on those teams? Who will be calling the plays? Who will be the defense? Will it turn into scoring fests? Will they have to outscore people? Will their defense stop people? You know, this is the one of the big kicks I get in, in football. They talk about quote-unquote rivalry games. You know, they have, this is the AFC championship. Buffalo and Kansas City will be playing in a rivalry game. No, they're not, because they're entirely different football teams. Rivalries are... Um, Djokovic and um, Nadal, um, you know, you know, head-to-head competition. Those, those are rivalries. I should say, those are, are you know rematch games. And to me, yeah, there's rivalries, but when it comes to a rematch, not really because everybody's different. To answer your question, no, I don't think Patrick will get there. I think there's too many. There are too many factors that will affect the next five to ten years of his career. Unknown factors. Right, right, exactly. And I've said this time and time. You've heard me say this a thousand times. I think that's how many times we've been on together. Yep. The quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. Yep, Uh, and I think you bring up a lot of great points that there are some factors with Tom that that help that run. Now, if we had a – if we had Netflix back when Joe Theismann was uh, was playing quarterback, and and he was featured, all over. he was featured in the the hot new Netflix show Quarterback, what what might we have seen? I mean, would it would it would there have been some, been some scenes that had Showtime. to get cut out? <laughs> well, you'd seen a guy work hard. You'd seen a guy return punts to start his career. Right. You'd see a guy be a holder. Uh, you'd see a, a guy who ran scout team as a wide receiver. Um, You'd see a relationship early in my career where, you know, things were challenging because I was on a very veteran team. 1974, we crossed the, some of us crossed the line uh, when there was uh, the strike, which didn't sit very well with the guys who were veterans on the football team. Um, You know, there's a lot, a lot of the the time that I spent in football, uh, the sitting, the waiting, the wondering. um, And then all of a sudden coach Gibbs comes in and, you know, driving to his house and talking to him after we were 0-5 and 81, he was going to bench me and just basically say, hey, give me a chance. And things went north from there for not only me, but also our football team. So there's, 
you know, it, it would have been it would have been interesting if we had this. But I, I think you've learned a lot about Kirk Cousins. You learned a lot about Marcus Mariota, and obviously, you know, in, Pat, in Patrick Mahomes' case, gosh, there's you know, the kids just scratching the surface. Yeah. To be honest, I, I I was out at the American Century Golf Tournament out in Lake Tahoe just a couple of weeks ago, and one of the evenings we had a, a, a reception, and I had a chance to talk to Patrick for a little while. He was excited to get back to work. He was excited to get back to football. Um, and I think, you know, to me, Andy Reid, you know, the day he decides to leave football is the day he goes in the Hall of Fame. The next mm. day he goes in the Hall of Fame, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Joe, you are the best, man. Appreciate so the much, visits Joe. as always, man. Great to catch up as always. Thanks, guys. Always great to catch up with you. Take care. Yes, sir. He is Joe Theismann, uh, one of the best here. And, 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 the, and the great thing about that interaction with Patrick Mahomes that J- Joe had with him, I know, like, I'm not there. Joe didn't say it, but I know that Pat, like, he knew about Joe Theismann. Like, he, he, know, he knew his history, knew his oh, career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Patrick is a t- student of the game, which I love. Well, yeah. I think he's like Brady in that aspect Absolutely. in terms of doing whatever you got to do to yep. achieve, yep. you know, a kind of greatness that others can't even think about fathom coming close to. Exactly right. I mean, he's built in the same way. Yep. I as agree. Brady in terms I, of I totally motivationally, yep. can't wait to get back. The way he elevates his teammates. One. Yes. I mean, he I mean, there's not there's a, lot a lot of guys of Brady that do qualities that. there. Um, so uh, you know, he's he's one of the best. He, he's the he's the goat, and, the current goat, I and would And he say. could do it you know, on yeah. a, in a salary cap where he doesn't have highly paid receivers. We just I mean, we we saw it. Yep. Brady so did it he, for 15 he years. He hey. himself after Brady, but again, but yeah. I'm with thighs when we discussed this before. Exactly. He got to win a couple more before we discussing seven. Yeah. Uh the Brady of wings in Memphis, Tennessee and the country. You already know. The wing guru. Y'all, y'all know that, but we're here to remind. You know, we're just we're just we're just the uh, the vessels, right, yeah. Jason? <laughs> we're the vessels here to spread the good gospel of the wing guru. All those different flavors. Of course, you guys know my go-to is the garlic sriracha, but that national hot is really good too. And the triple J in honor of him uh, being on the FIBA World Cup team is always a good choice. Whatever you're in the mood for, whatever flavor, however hot or mild or spicy or zesty or whatever you're looking for it's there at the wing guru locations all around memphis i believe he announced that there's a location coming back return to arlington yeah so we have all that going on get to wing guru today wing guru is a memphis success story former tiger billy richmond uh now chicken house connoisseur uh and he put the work in uh, i don't know if you guys have seen it but billy richmond before he started all this up was in the kitchen uh, he was the guy putting the work in making these 20 flavors 21 flavors uh the fantastic flavors that they are all done by him uh, this is his uh, his dream, and he is certainly, uh, like we've said, a great Memphis success story. Gives back to South Memphis. We saw that over at Hamilton. Uh, does it all. And why not support a Memphis success story? Go try these wings. You'll absolutely love them. When you see Billy Richmond, you tell him Jason John sent you. Live on Memphis Group at the real estate agency is going to be your best friend when it comes to the real estate process. You may want to move. You may wonder how much money I can get for my home. Interest rates are high. Don't know where to start, and that's where the Live Love Memphis team comes in. They can help you maximize your equity, help you get the most money for your home, and help you get into the next one. That's what they do every single day. Don't go into this process blind trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. Get somebody that's on your side that can help you and help you guide uh, through the process and make the best decision for you, an educated decision. Reach out, so to livelovememphis.com. Yep, wish I'd hired her before I bought the home in Raleigh. Frankly, she told me not to buy. Uh, and that's the kind of advice she can give you both on the buying side and on the selling side. She's an expert, has done this for a long time now, built a great team, 
Another great Memphis success story, Jennifer Carstensen and this wonderful all-star team that she's assembled over at Live Love. Let them help you simplify things like they did for me five years ago. Changed our life. That's no exaggeration. You just got to make the call. Stop putting it off or stop assuming, as John said. Stop trying to do it on your own. Uh, that was me years ago. Get the help and the expert help you can from Jennifer Carson's at 901 625 5200 is the number. 625 5200. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Uh, as you point out, the Astros have acquired Justin Verlander from the New York Mets. Uh, one of the last pieces that the Mets are, uh, Mets are sellers, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I will never forgive Buck Showalter for not walking Vladdy in that spot. Yeah, you were there for a game this year. Saw it, brother. In this meltdown. Saw that doo-doo. I guess disgusting. They're not a bigger disappointment than the Cardinals, though, are they? Uh, Cardinals. Yeah, because they spend more. Yeah, well, the spending, yes, but Cardinals supposed to win the division. Mets were never going to win the division in the division with Atlanta. Yeah, but the only people who you're said right they were supposed to win the division is your, your narrative you that you're spending. You're spending a narrative. That's not a that, – that, what? You're spending a narrative. We're dealing in hard numbers, facts here. The Mets spend – the Mets are the bigger disappointment because of the amount of money that they spend. You're supposed to be better than they are. The Cardinals, we know, lowball everybody. So we at some point they're going to be trash for a decade. Right, they got a highly paid third baseman and, and first baseman. Do they not? Cardinals Goldie are and, behind the Cubs in payroll. I mean, the Cubs don't pay nobody. That's crazy. Twenty twenty three MLB Spotrack payroll tracker. Y'all got folks on two ways up with with the Cubs on well, the Exhibit Tens. Are, are we saying the Cardinals weren't supposed to compete and win the division this year? No. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> I mean, Mets are a big disappointment. Cardinals are a major disappointment as well. They uh, they offloaded uh, Scherzer. Scherzer's out of there. Both sellers. And uh, Cubs are actually buyers. Yeah, yep. you guys are going for it, dude. I love it's it. Ridiculous. Wait till next year when they get Otani. Uh, Astros went for Verlander, and uh, the uh, and and Scherzer is with the Rangers. So, I mean, are there, are the Rangers are sneaky. I mean, they're not really sneaky anymore. They're awesome. Yeah, they're they're loaded up, but no, uh, they're they going are loaded. For it. They are swinging. Yes, because they gave up quite a bit for Scherzer. They're ready to go. They got pitching now. They got an arsenal pitching. Yeah, it's time. It might be the it might be the Rangers' year. It better be from what they've uh, invested here. So anyway, should be a uh, fun second half. Show how you tie to Chicago. That is a uh, fun sight there. Is that being talked about? He's saying as a free agent, perhaps, but he ain't. He's gonna go Dodgers. Yeah, he's I'm gonna not, buy, I'm not buying it. But Brad's trying to sell it. Chicago to me. is not no damn free agent destination. Come on, bro. The Cubs. He wants to win World Series. Yeah, I mean. Comes once every hundred years. Yeah, the, the Cubs are like the franchise that are like, they cheer for you, even when you're a so sorry Lovable sack losers. of crap. That's he wants to win, all right? He doesn't want to feel good about losing. Don't go to the Cubs show. Hey, don't do it. It's going to do it for us. Waiting is the hardest part for Giotto and Jeffrey. They're up next. Thanks to Joe Theismann. Thanks to Jessica Benson for joining us on the show. Giotto and Jeffrey up next. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.